Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's Word is truth and your questions matter. I'm your host, Jonathan Romero, and today we have been in Colossians. Um, and we're going to begin in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1. That's it, just verse 1. But we're going to go through other verses as well uh, from different books of the Bible, different letters. Uh, these are all letters from Paul, uh, but I believe it'll be helpful as we go through this and really unpack what is in verse 1, because there is a lot uh, in verse 1. So let's just go ahead and read. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 1 of chapter 3 in Colossians all the way until verse 11. So it says this, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must Put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek, or not Greek, and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all. And in all. So, the reason why I want to focus more on just just verse 1, um, like I said, it's because there's just so much in there that we really have to unpack and see uh, what's the purpose of that. So, verse 1, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. In the ESV, so that's the uh, version that I'm reading out of, and it is good. It's a it's a good proper translation. But the if there can be better put since. So instead of saying if then you have been raised with Christ, it's better put since then you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above. Because it did happen. It's not a a what if. You know, this this truly did happen to every single believer who has repented of their sins and put their faith in Christ, we all identify with this, that we have been raised with Christ, right? So the, the being raised with Christ did truly happen only if you are in Christ. If you remember back in Colossians chapter 
2, in verse 13, it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. So you see, and you, speaking to the Christians there at Colossae, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, every single believer was there. Right, So obviously Paul was writing to these Colossians, but this is true to us also. And this is why it applies to us. Because God is saying we were dead in our trespasses. We were the uncircumcision of our flesh. And even in that state, it says God made alive together with him. Speaking of Christ, having forgiven us all our trespasses. And that's why the if then you have been raised with Christ is there. Paul is basically speaking back to what he has already established about what happens to someone when they repent of their sins, they put their faith in Christ, right? They trust in the Lord Jesus. They have been raised with Christ. Because before it says, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith. In the powerful working of God, again, showing who is the one that did this? It wasn't us. Now, God has granted us this faith. He's given us this faith to put in Christ. But us being able to put our faith in Christ cannot happen when we're dead. He has to make us alive first. Going back, going back to this. If then you have been raised with Christ, what does he say? Seek the things that are above. So note. Seeking things above is important. Uh, but again, Paul's argument here is for Christians, uh, the ones made alive. The dead in sin cannot seek the things that are above. Why is that? Because they are dead, spiritually dead. That's what happened at the fall. Whenever Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord, what did God tell them? The day that you eat of this tree the tree that he told him not to, he says what? You will surely die. You will surely die if you eat from this tree. And what did they do? They ate from that tree. Now, obviously, God, by his mercy, allowed them to live many, many, many days and years longer. But something happened there. They were not in proper relationship with the Lord anymore. They were fallen. They've recognized that they were naked they hid themselves from God. Think about it. No one can hide from God, the one who sees in secret. But these people who were made upright, they sinned against the Lord and now they're trying to hide from God. Right? Um, it's foolish, obviously. But then again, what does God do? He covers them with skin. So he has mercy on them. Um... And he even performs the first sacrifice to point us to the final sacrifice, which is Christ. So, again, the dead cannot seek after Christ. Why is that? Or seek the things that are above. And why is that? Because they're dead. They have to be made alive. So, seek the things that are above, Christian. Right? So, instead of following the traditions of man that aren't biblical, 
Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he encourages the Colossians to have their focus on the things that are above. And how is that done? Well, what has God, who is above, given us? He's given us his word, his eternal word. Go to Philippians. So if you're just following along or taking notes, uh, I'm going to read out of Philippians chapter 2. Verses 12 and 13. This is Paul writing to the church of Philippi. And it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, in, as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who, is, who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. What's the first thing that Paul tells uh the church of Philippi. He says, as you have always obeyed, that is key, always obeyed. So now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, they are not seeking after a salvation that they have not obtained already. They are working out the salvation that is theirs. Through what? Obedience. And it says, with fear and trembling, obviously understanding who God is and who we are. So out of fear of the Lord, a proper, rightly fear of understanding who he is. And he is the creator of all things. He's given us the ability to work out our salvation And why do I say that? In verse 13, it says, For it is God who works in you. So our ability to work out our own salvation, as it says there, with fear and trembling, the only reason why that is possible is because, in verse 13, it says, God is the one who is at work within us. He is sanctifying us. So there is a responsibility of man. And I would say our responsibility is to obey the Lord. Obviously, we obey his call. The first uh, step of obedience that we've taken was heeding the call of the gospel. His call for us to repent of our sins and put our faith in Christ. We did that. And now he continues to tell us what, how we are to live in his world. This world that we live in is God's world. It's my father's world, right? My heavenly father. And he's the one who dictates how am I to live in this world? And how am I to live in this world? Well, by seeking the things that are above. That's how it's done. But again, in verse 13, For it is God who works in you, who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, again, our responsibility to obey That is our responsibility. But our responsibility to obey should not burden us. And why is that? That's because it is God who enables us to do such a thing. And that is a good thing. So, the good thing to do for us as Christians is to seek the things that are above because we have been risen with Christ. And where is Christ? That's Paul's... That's Paul's next point. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above 
And then what does he say? Where Christ is. So again, let me ask you, where is Christ? I would say, Christ ascended to heaven. The Lord is in heaven. And in this passage, God calls all Christians to seek the things that are heavenly, since Christ is where we are seeking. Do you get that? What we are to do and what God commands is that we are to gain a greater knowledge of Christ. For when that happens, we are being sanctified. And God is calling all of us, and through Paul, Paul is writing to these Colossians and calling them to be Christ-like. Look at what it says in Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 12 through 21. So it says this, Not that I have a already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So that is seeking the things that are above. Verse 14, it says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell, tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So you see, Paul is pressing on and he's even then saying, join in imitating me. Keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Right? We are to strive towards this goal, right? That's what Paul says. I press on toward the goal of the prize, of the upward call of God in Christ. What God commands of us is to be Christ-like, and we are to gain a greater knowledge of Christ, and that's how it's done. And through doing so, we leave the things behind that are earthly, and we set our minds on things that are above, things that are good, things that are heavenly, things that are Christ-like. And then I would say the next portion of Philippians is uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, therefore, my brothers, right? So after all of that, he says, therefore, my brothers, 
whom I love and long for, my joy and crown. He says, Stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. So this call, this upward call, we are to strain towards, we do so by how? By standing firm in the Lord. Well, how can you stand firm in the Lord that you don't know? Or you barely know about? You see? We must strive to be Christ-like. And the more we gain a knowledge, a greater knowledge of Christ, the more we are able to grab a hold of Him and say, I am firmly held in Christ. Standing firm in Him. And then the last part, it says, seated at the right hand of God. Paul reminds the Colossians as well as us that we seek things above not for our pleasure, even though we see the joy in doing so as we grow to be Christ-like, but more importantly, because it is important for God's glory. And you're probably asking, uh, where is that in a text, Jonathan? Uh, well, let me ask you, uh, where is Jesus Christ seated? Yeah, he is on his throne. That is to say, Jesus is king, and we are after Christ as we worship him and be more like him. Right? Let me uh, go to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 20 through 23. It says that he worked, so this is speaking of the Father, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. That's where Jesus is. A little bit more about that. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. Yeah, that's where Christ is. And Christ is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Jesus is above all. And to him, we give glory. And how is that done? Through our obedience to God, as we become more like Christ, as we learn Christ, which is why Paul says, join in imitating me. In First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. What's the idea there? Well, the idea there is that we're all striving to be Christ-like. And if someone is set in your life, I would say like, your pastor, your elder, the elders of your church. They are to be Christ-like and they are to be one who should lead us to be Christ-like. And they even also um, are leading us. And as they are leading us, we are to be like our elders in a sense that they are being like Christ. Right? And this is why Paul says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. 
And that's also the idea of this podcast, right? Follow me to heaven. Uh, the, the same idea is there. As we learn scripture, as we learn more about God, when we study his word, look through his word, dissect his word, and really try to understand his word, um, my goal is to lead you to Christ because that is our destination. Where Christ is, where is Christ? Well, Christ is in heaven. He is there and he is king. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And his call for us is to be like him. His call for us is to gain a greater knowledge of him because in doing so, God gets the glory, right? And again, the call is, since you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Because later we will talk about why we are to seek the things that are above, right? I just right now am laying out this foundation, as Paul did, because he'll later uh, talk about what we are to do now that we are seeking Christ, now that we are made alive in him, right? We were dead and now we are alive. And then he'll later talk about in verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? And then in verse 12, he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. So not only does he explain uh, what we are to put to death, he'll also later explain what we are to uh, put on now that we have put to death. And I would say, read this passage, reread all of Colossians. Um, again, the chapter breaks were later added. So whenever Paul wrote this letter, he wrote it from beginning to end. Um, with no stops. It's meant to be read as a whole. But what we're doing right now is uh, just really exposing uh, what is in the text uh, verse by verse. Because in doing so, we don't skip anything. Instead, we read everything and take into account everything. Because God says that his word will not return to him void. And if this is God's word that we're reading, then we are to read everything that is in there and not skip anything. Um, because there's a reason why it's in there, right? It's God's word. God intended those verses to be there uh, for a reason. And ultimately that reason is so that we can gain a greater knowledge of Christ. So that is the call. Seek Christ as you search through his word. I would say pray and ask the Holy Spirit to uh, help you in this time as you seek to be more like Christ. Um, because we are at war. We wage war, but not with flesh and blood. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians that we're not at war with our flesh and blood. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, he says, Put on then 
the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And that's why we must stand firm in Christ, gain a greater knowledge of Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero. Thank <laughs> you.